There were many words and phrases I didn't know how to pronounce, and still not remembering exactly, I'm not going to try to pronounce them right now. I am recording this book in what feels like a closet, (laughs) and I thank God I'm not claustrophobic. I really just need some sunlight. Although it was such a fun, exhilarating experience, I didn't realize how much energy and care went into the process. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet journalist, producer, and researcher Nick McDonnell, social worker and founder of Mina B Consulting, Mina B, and CEO and founder of Deeper Than Money, Chloe Elise. Learn how the tense summer of 2020 inspired Nick McDonnell and Mina B to write their books and how Chloe Elise prepared to record her audiobook by attending the Eras Tour. Enjoy! Hi, this is Nick McDonald, author of Quiet Street. Today is the three-year anniversary of the murder of George Floyd, and that murder and the Black Lives Matter protests and the subsequent discourse around race and economics in the United States inspired me to sit down and write this book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, the word would be easy because of the good people I was working with who made the thing flow very smoothly. There were many words and phrases I didn't know how to pronounce or had forgotten how to pronounce, and still not remembering exactly, I'm not going to try to pronounce them right now. The section that was most fun to record was the section of my peers who I was quoting verbatim because it put me back inside their heads, for better and worse, as I was trying to read their language, and so it got me out of my own head while I was recording this book, which is a fun thing to do. If I had to record the book again, I'd probably bring an extra cup of coffee. Who's your dream narrator, living or dead, if you hadn't done it yourself? Ooh. I guess I would have liked to have F. Scott Fitzgerald. That would have been a good one. And now, listen to a clip from Nick McDonald's audiobook. In the first spring of the pandemic, I worked a few shifts at a hospital in Brooklyn. The governor had asked on television that healthcare workers volunteer, and tens of thousands did. I was surely among the least qualified, an EMT on paper. I had till then worked a total of 12 hours, a single overnight ambulance rotation amid the bars and projects of Manhattan's Lower East Side. Over the course of that night, we transported 10 or so patients to various hospitals. Hi, this is Mina B., author of Owning Our Struggles. I was inspired by the events that took place during the year 2020 to write my book, We all know the coronavirus pandemic was one of those major events, but also dealing with racial injustices, dealing with social distancing, lockdown, and pretty much what felt like a broken world at that time. I felt like everyone was searching for connection, togetherness, community, 
But because of all of the different things happening around us, which I label a form of global and societal trauma, I think a lot of people didn't have the tools or the resources to practice community care. And I find that self-help books really do the work of teaching people how to focus on the self. But what does it look like to bring your full self to community? And I wanted to provide people with the resource on how to actually do that, how to actually bridge their self-healing work to collective healing. I realized I struggle to pronounce the word simultaneously. For some reason, I don't know if it's my New York accent. I don't know if it's my Caribbean accent (laughs) that comes out. But I tend to say simultaneously, and it literally feels like a tongue twister saying simultaneously, which I say a lot in my book, I realize, as well. (laughs) So I would say that was a tricky word to say out loud. I'm excited that the listeners will get an opportunity to hear more about my personal life and my story because I I share a lot of myself on social media, but the stories I write about myself in my book, I have never shared publicly. So I would say specifically chapter three, for example, my experience in Home Depot. I'm really eager to hear how listeners react to that if maybe they can relate to that, or just honestly what comes up for them as they listen to that story. Even in chapter one, when I talk about sibling rivalry versus sibling abuse, I share my own personal story around that as well. So I'm really excited for listeners to get to know who Mina is and why this work is so important to me, because I'm not just telling people what to do. I'm not just giving evidence-based advice. I'm also being vulnerable in this body of work, and I really hope that resonates with people. I prepared for my audiobook recording in two different ways. So I was listening to a lot of audiobooks and really just paying attention to the cadence and the tone. And I love to read a lot of fiction. And I think that's very helpful because when you have a narrator, sometimes they're literally playing the voice of multiple characters in a book. And it's so beautiful to hear them shift their range between different characters. And in my body of work, I am sharing stories of clients. They're fictionally revised, but I am sharing certain things that my clients shared. So I had to pay attention to my tone when I'm talking versus the shift in the tone when my client is talking. So I think that is one of the ways that helped me prepare. But I also want to give credit to childhood Mina, who majored in drama all throughout middle school. I had to do improv classes all three years. So I had to really learn how to react to different situations suddenly. And although that is literally over 20 years ago, I feel like those three years have still followed me throughout my life. And it has helped me when it comes to being a speaker on stage, but it has also helped me recording this book. If I could record this book again, there is something I wish I had in the studio that I probably could not bring with me, but it would be a window. I am recording this book in what feels like a closet, (laughs) and I've never done this before. Thank God I'm not claustrophobic. I really just need some sunlight. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Viola Davis. 
I listened to her book, and it was just so brilliantly done. I feel like she would have the passion that I would want someone to have when recording my book. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Six of Crows. I love fantasy. And the reason why I really love how that book was narrated is because there are different people playing different characters, and it really makes you feel like you are listening to a movie. That was a really enjoyable book to listen to. I love listening to audiobooks while I'm driving. It's a form of healthy escapism, and I live in New York City, so I'm always in traffic, which means I always have a lot of time <laughs> to listen to audiobooks because it takes forever to get from point A to point B. But if I'm not driving, I try to squeeze in time to listen to my books when I'm in the shower. If I'm washing my hair, doing something to my hair, I bring a speaker into the bathroom, and that takes a while. So I'm able to listen to a lot at that time. Even when I'm cooking, I try to listen to audiobooks if I'm walking my dog. So really small moments where I'm disconnected from being really busy, I use that as an opportunity to listen to a book. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. What we go through does not define us, but what we go through has the ability to mold and shape us. It shapes how we perceive the world, as well as our core beliefs and how we respond to adversity and conflict. We don't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to find ways to let people disrespect me today, or I'm going to find all the ways to be depressed, miserable, and hate myself. Hi, this is Chloe Elise author of Deeper Than Money, Ditch Money Shame, Build Wealth, and Feel Confident AF. I wrote my book for two main reasons. First, as a way to connect and work more with my mom. She came to work for me full-time, and she loved to edit, and it was really a way for her to not only spend more time doing the work that she loved, but also for us to have this really fun and creative process to work through together. The second reason why I wanted to create this book is I wanted there to be an accessible and fun resource for women to digest financial information in a way that feels really easy. When I first started my journey into finances that I detail in my book, I really struggled with finding resources that not only I resonated with, but that also didn't feel shameful and like... I didn't understand any of the financial jargon. So this was really the book that I would have loved to have seven years ago. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, the word would be exhausting. Although it was such a fun and exhilarating experience, I didn't realize how much energy, attention, and care went into the process. Sometimes having to read the same word or sentence time and time again to make sure that it has the right emphasis or the right pronunciation just took a lot of time and focus and energy. It was a blast, and I had such a great team that I was working with that, again, made the process so fun, but I absolutely underestimated the amount of work it took. 
Growing up, my parents thought that it was really cute how I mispronounced words, and so they would never correct me. And still to this day, as a now 27-year-old, almost 28-year-old, there are so many words that I say incorrectly. The word or phrase that I had trouble pronouncing is existentially. That word took me about 50 tries every single time, and (laughs) All right. My director just bumped in to tell me that I still said it wrong. Let's try again. Existentially. (laughs) Woohoo! My favorite section to record was definitely on the more mindset and money psychology portions of the book. Although I do love to talk about the tangibles of finances and strategy, it was difficult to record them because there's a lot of graphs or charts and numbers at play that, for me, don't land in the same way when you're hearing them and didn't feel as natural when I was recording it, whereas as I'm describing things in the more deeper-than-money sections, that felt so much more in flow, and I could get really fired up and passionate about them. So those were definitely my favorite sections to record. I prepared for the audiobook recording by attending the Taylor Swift Eras Tour two days before we started recording. I definitely would not necessarily recommend doing that because I just about lost my voice the day after the concert from screaming and singing and getting so excited. So that was definitely not the best way that I could have prepared for reading the audiobook. And again, I underestimated how how much power and clarity you need to have in your voice in order to really perform. And so I really wish I would have prepared more by not using my voice, drinking more tea, and resting to mentally prepare for the long days of recording. If I had to record again, I would bring tea with me into the studio because that truly was the most helpful thing. Tea and cough drops while recording. I didn't drink it the first day and I wish I would have. Like, and it was here. I just didn't think about it. But then the second and third day I had it and it just helped so much with my like voice strain. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Emma Watson. I love Emma Watson. I'm a huge fan of hers. And I also love breaking into accents throughout my day-to-day life. And so not only would that be so beautiful and fun to listen to her voice, but I would feel such a personal honor and connection to her. The last audiobook I listened to was How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. And Truly one of my top five books ever. Absolutely loved it. One of those books that I also, after listening to, bought a hard copy because I wanted to have something tangible to go through as well. But if you are wanting to try therapy but you're nervous, start by reading that book because it honestly was like being in a therapy session. So 10 out of 10 recommend. 
My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is definitely on a walk with my dogs. I love to take daily walks, no matter the weather, usually, and also have that dual habit stacking where not only am I getting some exercise in, but also getting some knowledge. Normally, I read or listen to audiobooks consistently. However, in the process of writing and recording my own book, that has taken a backseat. I am excited after this process concludes to get back into listening to audiobooks more consistently. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Click. I hung up the phone with my travel agent. My head was spinning, but in the best kind of way. I had just dropped $10,000 in 15 minutes flat to book a last-minute trip to Europe. Being able to spend that money and have that amount of financial freedom was a monumental money win for me. I smiled as another, bigger win crossed my mind. Silence. The two inner money dialogues that had plagued me my entire life were silent. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/slash. Next, listen.